Welcome to Mindful Moments of Mars. Welcome to finding out what's happening with Gahan, the Jedi Bethal, lost in the desert in Chapter 7 of Chessmen of Mars. This is a story that we're using to explore mindfulness. And what better way to explore mindfulness than to consider a man who's wandering in the desert? If you've ever read The Seven Pillars of Wisdom by T.E. Lawrence, I hope I got that name right. Lawrence of Arabia. Was his, was his first name T.E. Lawrence? Um, let's, let's imagine that it is. Because I'm not going to check it. I'm too busy recording an audio experience. So he wrote this book called The Seven Pillars of Wisdom, which is a very bold title for a person who's just describing his own memoirs. Like to say, here are, here are the core tenets of wisdom. Or maybe it's a reference to something. I'm, I'm going to come clean. I started reading it, I was spurred on by the very exciting movie, Lawrence of Arabia. I thought, well, if the movie was good, the book must be good. The book is... It, it, it takes a little while to get through the movie. Um, I think it's on two DVDs. Um, but the book is not a page turner that was my experience of the book um so i did not finish it which is not to say i have i have never not finished a book that is not a page turner i have occasionally finished books that are not page turners um but in this one so i don't know why he, it's called the seven tenets of wisdom what i do know is he makes this um interesting claim at one point in it that that is what that's one of the functions the deserts have always had is that people wander out into them and come back with religions. They go out into the desert and they have experiences. And when they get back from the desert, they say, gather around everyone. I've just been in the desert and wait till I tell you what happened. And people gather around and all sorts of things happen um, after that. And that is what T.E. Lawrence, if that is his name, I believe it was, observed, having spent time in the desert, although not having come out with a religion, as far as I know. Um, and it's an insightful insight, full of insights for all of us to uh, in, incise with our front teeth. Where are we? We're in the desert with Gahan. Is he going to come out with, with mindful religious ideas? Is he going to starve? Doesn't appear to be. And um, this is. Uh, do we have time for another digression? I feel like this has been a lengthy digression already. In the first book on Barsoom, A Princess of Mars by Edgar Rice Burroughs, which tells the story of John Carter going to Mars for the first time, he's trapped in the desert. And very early on, it's revealed that the entire surface of Mars is covered with a moss that you can milk and drink. The, the milk that comes out of it, and it contains all the nutrients that you need to survive. It is a ridiculous concept. The entire surface of, of the planet is milkable, and you, uh, you can survive. There's never any worry about food or drink. You just get down on your hands and knees and suckle at the literal teat of Barsoom and... Um, it, it puts subsequent stories about survival on Barsoom uh, into a kind of a, 
I guess we have to forget about that thing. Maybe he was wrong when John Carter arrived on Mars and started sucking him on rocks and be like, I'm getting all my nutrients. Maybe that was, maybe he's an unreliable narrator. Um, so he was, I guess, just lying for some reason. Um, let's continue the story. And then one day he scaled low hills and looked into an inhabited valley a valley of trees and cultivated fields and plots of ground enclosed by stone walls surrounding strange towers. He saw people down to greet them. He saw people working in the fields, but he did not rush down to greet them. First, he must know more of them and whether they might be assumed to be friends or enemies. Did we just switch tense? Have we gone from the past to the present? Okay, let's roll with it. Hidden by concealing shrubbery, he crawled to a vantage point. I've changed that myself. Uh, he ch crawled to a vantage point upon a hill that projected further into the valley. And here he lay upon his belly, watching the workers closest to him. Are you ready? I think if you're keeping up with the story, and I accept that you may not be, because I interrupt this story frequently, and maybe you're thinking, what is this? And you'd be right. Um, and I'm actually going to do an extended interruption now. What is happening in this story, in our lives, in the world, beyond this world? What is happening and how much can we ever truly know, even if we do pay attention and ignore all the digressions? Can we see the patterns? Can we understand what's going to happen next? Do we live in a deterministic world? We don't. That's been proven that we don't um well proven as much as we can what am i saying i'm saying if you don't understand what's going on if you ever have the feeling of like i'm confused i don't know what's happening and you're not operating heavy machinery or in a position of uh, you don't have people relying on you and you're well let's say you do have people relying on you in an important way and your confusion is such that you can still perform the thing they're relying on you for to a suitable degree that no one gets harmed. Don't worry about it. It's okay. That was an important caveat that I j j jigged in there. Um, jury rigged in there. If people are relying on you for a particular thing and you don't understand that thing, you don't know what you're doing and you have no way to deliver on it, maybe you should come clean. Maybe you should say, hands up belly out I don't know what I'm doing and they'll say why did you take your belly out and you'll say I'm looking at a, at a book um by a Grice Burroughs and the word belly is in front of me and it just just slipped in there for some reason and they'll say you have an important responsibility here you're supposed to be doing something that we're all relying on you for we're all speaking very abstractly about what that is it's not a concrete example we're all here it's an important activity that's happening Look around this. There's important triangles that need to be rotated into various positions. It's now become more concrete what this thing is that you're responsible for. You have to rotate the triangles into correct positions. And if you don't, the floor will open up like kind of a squid game situation and we'll all fall down into a tank full of sharks. That is your responsibility. And you're instead reading a book by Edgar Rice Burroughs and you'll say, I really didn't want this job. Um, it, 
it was uh, someone approached me on LinkedIn and they said, oh, do you know how to rotate triangles? And I was just looking for a change. And I said, yes. And now I'm in this situation. But I snuck in an Edgar Rice Burroughs book so that I could just entertain myself a little bit while I'm turning. Turning triangles is not very exciting. And I don't really understand how the positions of the triangles relate to why the floor doesn't open up and kill us all. Well, kill you guys. I'm on this special platform that rotates. This one's shaped like a square and it rotates and I'm just presented with triangles all around me. And most of the time people come in, I monkey with the triangles for a while and everyone says, oh, thanks, you did it. And then they leave and uh, they're not here for very long and no one really tells me what's going on. Um, so, and then when they leave, I try to read my Edgar Rice Burroughs book, but I'm on a rotating square and I get a little bit of motion sickness. Um, so what I try and do is I lie down and kind of cover, cover my peripheral vision so I can't see that I'm rotating and try to keep my uh, belly at the center of the triangle and to see if, you know, if my belly's not rotating fast, does that make me not get nauseous? And then sometimes I'll try and put my head at the center of the, what did I say? Square? It's a square. Um, so in conclusion, if that's your job, you're the person who is on the rotating square and you've got to rotate the triangles to stop people falling into the tank full of sharks. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. Don't be confused. That was my point. If your job is something else, you know, it's not life and death or it's not life and death nonstop. Maybe it's life and death sometimes, uh, but okay. I should stop. I should wait till I finish at least one sentence before I try and cover the negative aspect of it. What I'm trying to say is don't worry. It's all right. Okay. If you're a bit confused now and then that's okay. Unless. What you're doing right this instant requires you to not be confused. And if you are confused, it has grave consequences. And by being mindful, hopefully we can distinguish between those moments where a little bit of confusion, a little bit of uncertainty, self-doubt is consequence free or con consequence light diet consequence and consequence zero with no added guilt if you can identify it as such that's good and being mindful helps um, and if you equally if you can identify it as full flavored what's the opposite of, of coke zero Dr. Pepper? Is it? No, that doesn't make any sense. Why would Dr. Pepper? It's a different type of drink, but it's very sugary. At least last time I had it, it was pretty sugary. If you're trying not to make people fall into a tank full of sharks, do your best. Unless the beings that you're tasked with providing for are the sharks. I'm being quite speciesist here. What if you're a shark and your job 
is to be in a, a tank that rotates and you have to use the electromagnetic signals that you can shoot out as a shark, which is one of your senses that humans don't have. You can sort of like do some sort of electro vision thing and you use those signals to rotate triangles and you use those to drop delicious humans into a tank full of other sharks. But you're confused because you don't really know much about triangles. I feel for you and I hope that you understand what I'm saying now. You, the shark in that situation, who was listening to this audio experience, which is being played into your tank. Do sharks have ears? Maybe this audio experience has been converted into an electromagnetic experience, which is an exciting concept. And I'd love to dig into it more, but I feel like this has been a long one. Um, yeah, let's wrap this up. But we might return to the idea that this audio experience has been converted into an electromagnetic experience to be played to sharks. I think uh, that deserves a good 15 minutes of discussion. I really enjoy this. I really enjoy creating this audio experience um, because it opens up so many possibilities. Uh, so many things that if I weren't tasked with, tasked by myself with talking by myself to you, the unresponsive listener, how would I else, how otherwise would I discover these ideas, these exciting ideas? <sighs> Let's take a breath. <sighs>